Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Java Chats with Dr. Sandy. Your personal brew of life with a teaspoon of medicine. Real women, real life, real chats. Hello, all, and welcome back to another edition of Java Chats with Dr. Sandy. For today's episode titled The New Me, I have a special guest. And I say this because we can all use a wake-up call with respect to our health and well-being. And there are different ways to look at our health and see what best practices work for us as individuals. As a physician, I'm all for learning about how other clinicians promote wellness in a manner that is meaningful, understandable, and useful for people seeking healthier lifestyles. Today, I have invited Dr. Patricia Ballone to the show. Dr. Ballone is a certified functional medicine practitioner, coach, chiropractor, acupuncturist, speaker, and the author of the Amazon bestseller, Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired? Over the last 35 years, Dr. Ballone has helped thousands of clients and patients curtail a lifestyle adaptation to pain and chronic physical issues by focusing on the whole person. As some of you may know, I am a physiatrist, that is, a physical medicine and rehabilitation specialist which is a specialty of traditional Western medicine that focuses on the whole person in order to promote function, mobility, and recovery. Dr. Ballone is an alternative medicine practitioner who works with patients on finding out the why and the cause of the problem, as well as identifying the starting points of the what, why, where, and how particular health issues come about. Dr. Ballone is also the founder and principal of Ask Dr. Pat Health Team Network, a company dedicated to health, lifestyle, and mindset strategies. Thank you, Dr. Ballone, for joining us today. I am so happy to be here. Thanks for the wonderful invite. Thank you. I'm looking forward to this chat. There's just so much to discuss and so much to share with our listeners. And as stated, I'm, I'm more of a traditional medical practitioner bridging the gap between internal medicine and rehabilitation practices. For our listeners who may not be familiar what is functional medicine and how can functional medicine help? Who typically seeks your services? Well, functional medicine is um, looking at somebody's whole total being, what their bioidentity is. And it looks at a particular roadmap for that particular person because no two people are exactly alike. In functional medicine, you look, there's some of our tests that we do and for blood workup and that type of thing. It's a little bit like outside the box. Like we it's always look at stool samples, always going back to the gut, always relating how the organ systems in the body relate to um, per se, like a um, Swiss watch. They all work interrelated to each other. And they're all relying on another so that they're all, you know, they, you're looking for that balance and that harmony between the organ systems. The people who seek services a lot of times are people who are not getting answers someplace else or people who have done their research or who have, you know, the 
um, you know, they're saying like, you know, well, how can this help? Because a, a lot of times people don't, um, when they're looking for answers, they usually focus on their, what I call their nine dots or what's, what's, what in the world of what they know. And sometimes when we, we're hitting a brick wall and going, well, what's going on? You've got to go back to basics and you've got to look outside your box. So how much going back to the basics, like at what level? Do you do you start? Do you start at the emotional? Do you start at the physical? What is sort of like the building blocks of functional medicine? Well, you know how I approach the that, and to answer your question, how I approach that is that I go back to um, very basic. Uh, so I'm looking first at diet, then I'm looking at exercise, then I'm looking at. Um, you know, like targeted medications or not medications, but targeted supplementations in nutraceuticals. And then I would, my next solution would be going a step farther than that would be looking at prescription type meds. Um, so I go, I want to find out what the foundation of someone's health is. And the way that I do that is I have a particular questionnaire that I do because I don't guess I test and um, and I want to know, you know, I want to have a, a good um, idea of what's going on with organ systems so that I can identify what the weakest health link is and what's maybe not is lurking below the surface and hasn't manifested yet. And so that you can, you know, squall that before that com- gets out of control. What is the connection between functional medicine and, say, Western medicine? Well, in functional medicine, you know, uh, there's protocols that help people reduce or eliminate um, the actual like diabetes, you know, depending upon is diabetes one or two. And then and then by doing that, you know, it's like you can reverse some chronic illness and disease because they say 95 percent of chronic illness and diseases that as we know them today, you know, things that are comorbidities, you know, like heart disease, hypertension, a lot of that is um, lifestyle induced. So, you know, that's why it's so important to go back and look at the gut, look at the food and what's going on and, and how the body is detoxifying so that if it's not def- detoxifying correctly or well enough, you can um, you can supplement that, you know, and you can do other things by, you know, food choices, by supplement um, and by other activities. You mentioned the gut and uh, obviously there's, there's a whole connection between the gut and the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say you start at the gut level or is it just a conjunction of other organ systems? Well, in order for, to put the big picture together, I look at all organ systems. And mm-hmm. so even in Chinese medicine, um, in Chinese medicine, you're looking at not just like one meridian, you're looking at the whole person and how they're, it, they're, how they're functioning in their environment and how their environment is affecting them. Because if you look at it in that perspective, then, you know, when you uh, are looking at the organ systems, you know where to start. It's very clear. And a lot of times it is the gut and there is a gut brain connection for a lot of like mental illnesses. And, um, and in Chinese medicine, um, they always say the heart houses the mind. Mm-hmm. And the heart gets its moisture and it's, it's uh, the heat from the kidneys. You know, it's like a cauldron that has mm-hmm. some steam coming out. And in terms of uh, your, your area of expertise with functional medicine and alternative medicine, what, what are some of the reasons that why people really get sick? Well, I'm glad that you asked that because I was just going to start talking about that based upon what you just said. So, there's a thing known as three T's and the three T's are um, 
trauma, toxins, and thoughts. So in trauma, you know, and, and, and the base things that, that, that all those have in common, like the outcome is inflammation. So in finding where somebody starts to get sick, and even in the Time magazine in 2004, February, whatever day it was, um, the cover of Time magazine saying like, oh, the discovery, you know, there's surprising link between heart disease and other, you know, comorbidities, hypertension, um, obesity, um, diabetes, Alzheimer's to inflammation. And so the idea is like, you know, when you're looking at like, well, what causes trauma? Well, if you look at the first trauma that anybody experiences, nine out of 10 births, somebody has some type of cervical trauma in their neck. And so then you go through life and you have bumps, scrapes, you fall off a bike, you could fall off a tree, you get in a car accident. You have all these other things that affect the spine. So if you never get them corrected, then your biomechanics, which helps hold your posture and good posture is essential to good health. Um, and then you're going to see that inflammation start to infiltrate within the body. And then you have your toxins that you, and that, those create inflammation and disease. So the things that, you know, people, the air that they breathe, the water they drink, you know, the food that they eat. I mean, the food is, in this country is incredibly toxic. And then you also have cleaning products that people have in their houses. So, um, so and then you have the, the process of thoughts. And women are more inclined to be more ruminating worrying, you know, because they, they take on the whole world, you know, and, and every day they've got their kids, they got their family, and they put everybody else before themselves. So they have this huge level of stress that they're, you know, that they're more a tendency to be more exposed to. And they have all these thoughts going on in their head because they want to, you know, that with our bonding hormone that a lot of people have, they, you know, it's just like, you know, when your women have that immediately when they have kids. You know, and anybody who's under their umbrella, they love, you know, so they have a tendency always to put themselves like last before anybody else. And then when they come down with some type of illness from neglect and not taking care of themselves and self-care for years, you know, it's usually a big problem. Um, so, you know, thoughts are, you know, that are like anxious, you know, that depression, um, things that, you know, that, that, that tie in. So, if you look at where all that comes, and you said before about the connection between the gut and the head, you know, it's just like, it's just a really good solid place to take a, a, a where you look at first in order for mm-hmm. that. But those are the three things. Nothing is really in a vacuum with regards to our health. And, and there's different um, aspects that impact our health at any given time. What, what are some are more of the links between, uh, say, lifestyle, environment, uh, exercise? And because you mentioned that you're a chiropractor, you also are an acupuncturist. I wanted to kind of... Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Put that all together. Well, you know, when I started uh, looking at, um, when I was in chiropractic school, one of my mentors said, what you got isn't necessarily what you got. And I didn't never got what he meant <laughs> for for a while. Like when I was in school, I go, I would ponder that you don't, you know, and I would repeat it. 
But then one day when I was thinking about something, I was just like, okay, so everything that goes on around you, and it's kind of overwhelming to think that like, no matter what you do, you know, everything that you do in your choices and from the time you get up to the time you go to sleep are either promoting you or they're taking something away from you. Mm -hmm. So if you're sitting, you know, if you're using electronics, we all know that, you know, uh, electricity, you know, and energy cannot be created or destroyed. Einstein said that. So if you take that, that motion and you just say like, oh, if that's true, then if I'm sitting next to live wires, you know, they have that emits so much energy out from those live wires or in a house that you have a lot of um, electrical things going on and you don't have any protection from it. Um, you have, you know, when you're looking at using a microwave as opposed to cooking on a stove, microwaves are certainly efficient in the fact that they're really quick. But, you know, bombarding your food with a, a frequency that heats it up. You know, they always say, I read someplace way on early from somebody who was one of the developers. They always said, like, you should let your food sit <laughs> instead of, like, grabbing it and eating it and running. And, you know, even in Buddhism, like, you know, they're like you honor the moment that you're in. So looking at, like, the, like, mind, body, soul, uh, physical, chemical, emotional, and spiritual, they all coincide because when you have, you know, it's like the, when one goes up, one goes down, you know? And so it's, and it's hard to keep that harmony. It's just having, where can I get all that information so I can piece it together so it's digestible, I can understand it, and I can go, okay, out of, if someone gave me these five choices to do, like I need to drink water, okay, I have to do better nutrition, I have to exercise, I have to have a better mental attitude, because if you don't have mindset, it's, you know, you keep on setting yourself up for failure, or if you're around people who suck that kind of energy out of you, so you feel like they're like, well, why are you doing that? You know? <laughs> that we all know somebody who's, yes. like, who's safe, and you just have to go like, thanks for sharing that with me, and you just push their energy back at them. Um, you know, and, and that, you know, that how you, well your nervous system is working, all those things got to, they have to uh, mix up. So some people are much better at doing exercise and they're much better at like organizing food to, you know, for somebody else to cook it, you know? So if that's the case, that's your solution to like, you know, like do the top three things out of those five pillars of diet, exercise, proper sleep. Um, prop, you know, mental attitude and um, the functioning, properly functioning nervous system or like structure, function, posture. So like, what is it? I always ask people, what is the easiest thing out of those five for you to do? And that's how we're going to focus on where to focus first for them because it's very personalized. And then because somebody who's like, you know, I just can't do the exercise part. I hate it. <laughs> you know, I'm just not going to exercise. It's like, well, then do you walk? You know, so instead of walking, you know, like walk as fast as you can, as far as you can for as long as you can, you know, you can also park at the end of the um, parking lot instead of parking next to the front door. You know, you can take the steps, you know, and so you can do things that, you know, you can clean your house. Cleaning your house is an exercise. It's not, you know, it's just you know, having uh, things in motion. My second patient ever was 92 years old, and I asked her what she did for exercise. And she told me she, she took a Dixie cup out from her back, you know, part of her kitchen and went into the backyard. She watered all her plants. And um, I laughed to myself and I said, because, you know, Dixie cups are like maybe two ounces or three ounces, something like that. And she right. said, 
that she, I go, well, how many plants do you have? She goes, 150. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, so I just, I go, I, I bet you she knows. So she had that exercise. That's how, you know, and she always said, I'll never, ever forget, like, forget her for this. And so she always said, Dr. Pat, if you don't move, you're going to die. You know, this and- is true. I'm glad you mentioned obesity because the statistics in the United States are actually staggering. It's And, and it's alarming. Approximately 40% of adults are obese in the United States, probably even more. And about 18% of children age 2 to 19 are being diagnosed with obesity. What are some of the strategies that you specifically recommend for weight loss? Um for weight loss, you have to first, if you have kids involved, you got to go to the parents. And because there's a whole, you know, you, you first got to change the mindset. I always ask the question, you know, are you willing to do whatever it takes to be healthy? And so, and I, and I have rules for, um, you know, like there's no shame, no blame, but what's important is that people have um, an understanding of like how to put foods together and how to cook. And so there are so many people who don't have a clue about how to cook. It's mind blowing to me. People for who are obese, they have, um, you know, you, you've got to take a look at what they're eating and you have to re-educate them. This is a protein. This is a carbohydrate. This is a fat. This is a good protein. This is a good fat. This is a good, and this is how it pieces together. So you're eating much more of an anti-inflammatory type of diet. When you put those components together correctly, you don't have to think about losing weight. Your body just starts to go like, oh, got to get rid of that, you know? And the one of the problems with having foods and eating and eating inflammatory food is that people don't feel good afterwards. You know, they get tired, you know, they are, they're depleted. They want to take a nap. They don't even make it to the end of the day. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's sometimes, and they've got it, you know, they have to, you know, go, go catch their nap, go to sleep and then, you know, get up. And so I'm getting proper rest is so important and to someone's makeup for their health. But for obesity, you know, the big thing is this, I read the statistic that um, people who are obese, you know, there's a direct relationship to prediabetes to obesity. There's a direct relationship between um, diabetes and Alzheimer's. They estimate that 40% of the people who have diabetes will have Alzheimer's. That's scary. So when those toxins, when your liver can't handle those toxins anymore, it stores them in blood, brain, bone, and fat. And so if the, if the liver was doing its job, you know, we don't have that problem. But when the liver gets overwhelmed, it will start to like, you know, it, and it doesn't know where to put it. It will put it in soft, it'll put it in fat first. Mm-hmm. And then when fat gets overwhelmed or that or that organ system gets overwhelmed, then you have the problem of, you know, it going to blood and then, you know, um, and then bone. That's a big, you know, that is, it's, it's just, it's, it's just mind boggling. Like, you know, you're thinking like how it's all interconnected. And it's, it's like, you know, back in 2004 in the Time Magazine, they still haven't figured out the solution. So in order to, and that's where functional medicine comes in is because we're always looking at what's the root, what's the root cause, what's the root problem. And luckily for people, the gut's one of the easiest organs to repair if it's caught in time. And so paying, paying attention to what I call Grim Reaper syndrome is like, you know, when you got a sign or a symptoms, like when people have floaters in their eyes, they didn't have them when they were 10 years old. And they said, oh, it's part of aging. And I'm thinking, well, you know, if I'm healthy, I shouldn't have floaters. And, and so in Chinese medicine, 
um, if they're dark or light, they mean something, you know, it's just like they're, you're looking at like what, you know, um, meridian to take a look at, or, you know, it's just like, if it's dark, you would probably go more towards the kidneys. And if it was lighter, you would probably think about the liver. So it's, we have all these, um, this big piece of the puzzle and putting it together. So, cause it's so complex, right? You know, it's very complex, <laughs> you know, so you've got to figure out how to make sense of that and you've got to figure out a better way to do it. And you got to figure out a way, a simpler way to do it. So you get tangible results. So it's just like, that's why though, you've got to go back to basics and start there because you can have this whole textured story, you know, and you're going, uh, I'm getting treated for diabetes. I'm on the, I'm, you know, I'm metformin and like, and then they tell you that metformin causes cancer. <laughs> They're thinking, yes, what am I, yes. what am I now supposed to do? And like, you know, and it's just like, and I don't understand why there isn't more of a push towards like, Hey, how about um, building your immune system up? <laughs> you know, like let's work on your immune system. How do we do that? We get all the other organ systems functioning the way that they're supposed to. You make a very, very good point. And, and uh, really going back to the basics, they say uh, that in medicine, sometimes uh, most of your answers are going to be in the history of that the patient's giving you rather than anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so listening to that patient and going back to listening to the patient and going back to getting the story is important. So um, I wanted to, I wanted to chat about your book because it is a bestseller, right? It <laughs> on is. Amazon. It is. And, and uh, about the particular title and uh, the title is why you are sick, fat and tired. Tell us how you came to that title and What's the best way to utilize your book? Okay. Um, so a lot of people would ask me, well, why did I get this? And people, and I would say, why do you think you got it? <laughs> and they would, and we would have this conversation going back and forth and they would always think that was a little bit, I'm not too helpful. But the point was, is that, you know, when you know why, then it easily lays out your next steps. And so, because it is, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You know, the appropriate question, um, you know, is what is it in my lifestyle, diet, environment that has caused this problem in the first place? So you can get from overwhelmed to like knowing where to start your health journey. What are the next steps in in doing that? So I chose the title. It was, they had it totally, I had like three different titles beforehand, but when I was playing around with this, you know, I I said to, you know, in a a businesswoman's group that I'm in, this woman like, you know, Mike, she's like the size of your baby finger. She said, Dr. Pat, I'm not fat. I'm not tired. And I'm not sick. So why in the heck would I ever want to buy your book? 
And I said, mm-hmm. well, I said, you know, if you're tired, that's easy. And I said, and you can basically know if you're fat, you can look in the mirror, you can see how your clothes are fitting, you know? And I said, so um, I thought, or you can do a, you know, a body composition test, but you don't know if you're sick. Being sick takes years to manifest. And so when you're, you know, like they estimated at one point in time, a statistic was that it took anywhere from 10 to 20 years. And this is like 15 years ago that you would come with cancer, you know, and that's like, it takes that long. It's a lot faster now because we have so many um, poor quality of foods and people are making perpetual poor choices in choosing foods that actually are like putting gasoline on fire. So I chose the title, why are you sick, fat and tired because of that. And I wanted to offer some people an opportunity to get a handle on their health before their health got a handle on them. And I always say, like, buy the hard copy, you know, do it on New Year's Day because people always make New Year's resolutions. And I go, maybe this year coming up in 2021, people will actually be able to follow through because they'll know where to put their time and their energy and their money. And because mm-hmm. we are our best investments. So we are. What the, the book does is it shows you where your weakest link is and it shows you where your strongest link is. And when you can go back, like, like, oh, I haven't been feeling good for, you know, a while. Like, you know, go do the questionnaire, like, you know, five months after. Like, see, see what's going on with your score. So people who are confused by what their score is and how their, their health patterns out, they have an opportunity to connect with me directly. Uh, or they can take it to somebody who is qualified, who has been trained in functional medicine to be able to read that chart. Or they can use it as an advocating tool. So when they go to their medical doctor, say, hey, this is, you know, you know, this is I have this stuff going on. Why are we not addressing it? It's very, very well laid out. And it's very, you know, it's very, um, very simplistic. It makes it, you know, what I always tell people for like what I do. It makes sense of your situation and it takes your problem and so you can find a better way. That's a simple solution. So you get unstuck, you move forward, and you have, you know, in faster, more measurable results. Who doesn't want that? You know, I want to know something now, you know, as opposed to waiting for it. So I actually take this questionnaire myself every four months. Wow, that's good. That's good because, you know, the body changes, people change over Mm -hmm. time, and also people's perception as to what's going on with themselves and their environment also changes, particularly Mm -hmm. in these very trying times. Mm -hmm. Um, It sounds sounds like the book is very well laid out, very organized, and also gets to the bottom, you know, in terms of helping uh, clients identify sort of what their target areas um, could be. It's finding, you know, what's, what's the right thing for, you know, a, a particular person and it's looking at that puzzle. So that when you, when someone takes the questionnaire in this book, there's a chart in the back. And so when they do the chart in the back, I always tell people just don't put your numbers in, highlight it so you can see the pattern, you know? So when I'm looking at the chart and I'm looking at like, well, you have a high score like in musculoskeletal and you have a high score in liver and you have a high score, you know, and you know, there's four aspects of the gut. There's four, Um, subchapters within chapter one on the gut that I take a look at for questionnaire. This definitively, because I don't like to 
guess, I test. This is like the first preliminary type of test that you do. Then from here, you can decide what are your next tests that you would order. And I say in the book, like what you got isn't necessarily what you got. You know, it's just like you have signs and symptoms. It doesn't mean it relates to, it's, it's a clue. It's like being a CSI detective. It's just a clue. You've got to put the pieces of the puzzle together. And so when you do that and the light bulb goes on, I always ask somebody if they're willing to do whatever it takes to get healthy. Because sometimes you have to like give things up that you're going like, oh, I'm never going to give up, you know, hot fudge Sundays, you know, then, you know, you're not going to get, you know, it's going to be quite a while before you get, you know, better. And you got to take a look at what, you know, what does a hot fudge Sunday represent to you? So, you know, when you look at that, like, well, your thought process about that in the mindset process, what does that represent to you? So if you can take and understand what that represents, then you can readjust and have that paradigm shift for um, um, that mindset issue, then people have a tremendous breakthroughs. And exactly how you say, whatever you put in your mouth, whatever you you know you surround yourself with, that is going to have an impact, whether you practice um, Western medicine, whether it's uh, uh, alternative medicine, osteopathic medicine, you are you're going to be a function of whatever it is that you ingest and you surround yourself with. I'm a big firm believer of that. But to your point, when they start seeing results, when they start feeling like they haven't felt this good in 10 years, that's proof right there. Mm-hmm. That And, and also uh, the empowering piece of this is that they took part in their own health. And um, nothing is going to happen until that piece happens, until they take charge, until they take control. Uh, uh, Oftentimes in medicine, it's, uh, well, the doctor gave me this or the doctor did this to me or the doctor did that or or I'm I'm feeling this way because it's somebody else's fault or this or that or I don't have choices. People Mm -hmm. have choices. And, And that's why this chat is important, because the empowerment, the giving back to the client, the patient, the person, the empowerment is is very is very important. We are more in charge than we think or believe that we are. I know you're going to agree with this that when you heal yourself, you heal those behind you, you heal yeah, those around true. you, and you heal your communities. And that's the kind of pandemic I want to create. That is very, very well said. It's almost like putting that oxygen mask on yourself before you can take care of others. One question I had, and this is with regards to chronic pain, and then I wanted to move on to some, um, some other questions here. Um, I have a lot of patients who suffer from chronic pain. What, what in your practice helps patients who have chronic pain and uh, what do you recommend? I first recommend them to go on an anti-inflammatory diet. One anti-inflammatory diet that's local, especially in Massachusetts, New Hampshire area, um, is the zone diet. Um, and uh, what I don't like about, and I think it's very, it's a very good basic diet. What I don't like about it is I don't like some of the food combinations that are um, put together and the the quantity of them. So I don't, I don't always think about you know having. There's some foods that are just uh, like this for our purposes right now that don't re- really work very well together. But I like the diet because it's an anti-inflammatory diet. So when someone eats something, you know, and they have pain, they don't ever tie food into it. If someone eats something and they have pain later on, they've got to go back and look at the food that might be more inflammatory. Like, you know, with somebody has pain, I tell them never to have bread, you know, especially bagels or bananas, 
um, because they're really high in the glycemic index. And so, you know, you're having like good solid protein with green leafy vegetables. You know, if you eat something like, um, you know, I had a patient one time, she goes, you know, Every day, I figure this out finally, Dr. Pat. When I have potatoes, it seems like my have my hands start to break out. And so I said, stop eating potatoes. <laughs> so it's like, if you, right, figure right, out right. What the, if you figure out what the call for food is, just don't eat it. And it's just like, right. don't buy it. And so, um, you know, and I've had people tell me this, like, oh, you know, after I eat, you know, um, you know, dessert, I get tired. Don't eat dessert. Mm-hmm. You don't need dessert. Mm-hmm. You know, and why well, like sweets? Well, maybe you ought to, you know, like we got to work on that craving of sweets because I tell people if you're craving sweets, have a protein, have a hard boiled egg, craving sweet, you know, and if you're, or drink a glass of water and wait 30 minutes. But for people who have pain, a lot of pain comes from inflammatory problems from the gut. So you've got to take a look at what kind of foods make them more, have more inflammation. What triggers that they have, for instance, with migraine sufferers, that's actually big. Yeah. And, and, you know, and like some people who are migraine sufferers, you know, chocolate might be a culprit and other times it's not, you know, and having chocolate, if you're going to have chocolate, you really have to have over 85% cacao in the chocolate in order for it to be like, you know, to be good for you. It's like, you've got to take a look at, you know, what are those triggers, you know, and then you can do a food diary. So it's just like, Oh, I know after last night, you know, we had blah, 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 you know, we had hamburgers and French fries. Oh my God. You know, it's just like, I didn't feel very good after that. And they start noticing like, you know, people start figuring out when they're in their late thirties, going in their forties, that fried food, they don't feel good on it anymore. And it's because, you know, it's like the gallbladder has got to have enough bile and the bile is important you know, for people who have GERD. Their, you know, their gallbladder is not kicking out enough bile to coat the stomach. So it protects it. Exactly. You know, and so, you, you know, like looking at all those kind of components, like, well, how do I, re, you know, how do I fix that? You know, and a lot of times the simple fix is, you know, changing your diet, looking at where, you know, what organ system or within an organ system that you have to target and doing simple steps um, that, you know, so that, you know, you can have a, a faster result. And simple doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. You know, it right. means you know, simple. Like, sometimes, often, oftentimes, simple is not easy. It's some, yeah. It's it. It actually is work, but it's work that pays off. Oh, for sure. And the million dollar question I have for you, which uh, is a lot of people want to know about, is the effects of anti aging. And we all want to look and feel younger for years to come. Do you have any secrets that you'd like to share with our audience today? Well, one of the, the biggest things for anti aging is eating really well. My concern is when I'm looking at people who are in their they're 35 and they look like they're 45 and people are aging a lot faster. Your skin's an organ. So, you know, eating, you know, like, you know, things that are high in sugar are going to age you. Anything that causes inflammation is going to age you. You know, for anti-aging, you know, it's just like, you know, you've got to, you know, think better, feel better, move better. When you're able to do that, then you age gracefully, you know. And so when we just said a couple of minutes ago about, you know, when you're when you heal yourself and then you have it, it's bigger than that. Then you heal your family and then you heal those around you and you heal, heal your community. Community is huge. 
you know, for anti-aging and, and that interaction. But you've got to have the components, the five pillars in, in shape. You've got to have the diet part component. You've got to move. You've got to have the exercise. You've got to sleep well. You know, like turning computers off a good hour and a half before you want to go to sleep, you know, is important. Um, you know, and having, you know, your telephone not anywhere near your head <laughs> while, you're, while you're sleeping. Um, you know, and, and looking at those um, and having a good, you know, sleep hygiene, like sleeping on the side, sleeping with, you know, the right amount of pillows so that you're, you have structural support, you know, during then, you know, and then having that mental attitude, that positive attitude is huge. You know, people who smile a lot live a lot longer, you know, and it's funny. It's funny. You should say that because actually I had uh, my podcast uh, called Finding Happiness, which was two episodes ago. And my previous podcast episode uh, called um, Being Patient. I mentioned that smiling, mm-hmm. smiling, even if you're faking it, even smiling, waking up in the morning with a happy, positive attitude really helps. It helps in terms of kicking in those endorphins, those feel good, happy hormones. It really, it really makes a difference. And also the attitude and how we deal with situations uh-huh. are very important. Looking at the glass, you know, half full, it's just like, you know, and, and doing random acts of kindness, those things make the, 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 the molecules in your body buzz, you know, in a, in a good way, you know, and, and staying away from naysayers, like maybe journaling is a good thing to do. Um, that's exactly, that's exactly. Have you listened to my podcast? No, <laughs> but I have. Is, I have that is exactly what I said in the happiness um, podcast and in the patience one. Um, mm-hmm. Journaling, writing, even an old fashioned letter. Like, if, uh, y- yes, you uh, know, music, um, just all, all those things that can help. And they don't cost a lot of money. They don't cost any money. <laughs> you know, you can send people, you know, it's just like when, um, one of the things I recently did a, a course and um, this guy said, okay, who have you been thinking about that you haven't talked to in a long time? And, you know, that, you know, you're grateful for their, that they're in your life. And so he said, everyone stop, pick your cell phones up. And he goes, contact that person, send them a text message, send them an email, send them a current picture of you and just say, I just was thinking about you. I just want to know how you're, how important you are in my life. And it was interesting because I decided to do three people and all three people were going like, wow, Dr. Pat, I can't, I just like, I was just thinking about you. And so it was so amazing that those three people at, you know, that I haven't talked to like in about two or three years, all said, I was just thinking about you. I think about, you know, reaching out. And then I think, well, maybe you're busy. I said, you can always, my door is always open. My house is your house. You can always come, you know, you can always call me, you can, you know, connect with me. Um, but it's just like, you know, showing gratitude, I mean, Tony Robbins talks and he had his, uh, t- uh, his power walks that he used to do like 20 years ago. He used to have people do specific breathing when they started. So it made them focus on their breath. Exactly. The whole the whole mindfulness of it all is very, very important. Something that I also a message that I oh, also am reiterating as well. We're twins and we don't even know it. <laughs> Are we doing that? Yeah. You're speaking you're speaking my language here. <laughs> 
because <laughs> you're you're actually in terms of the energy that you send out to people too. Mm-hmm. That positive energy, I think, is crucial in terms of making ourselves healthier on a day to day basis. Yeah. Well, you choose how to react. I mean, somebody said to me, you know, going back to my book a little bit, was offended by my title of my book, and she wrote me the scathing note on LinkedIn to me uh, on a personal message, and you know, I said her back I said you know I'm sorry that you're overweight you know and that I go that you struggle with that and if you would like to take a look at how you might not want to struggle with that and get you know and have a mindset shift on that you know I go sometimes what I find is when you get rid of those emotional ties that drag you down I go you have you know you have this really great breakthrough you know so I go in the other thing, um, I believe that people choose to take offense. And so mm-hmm. I don't, it's, it's like when I get offended and I say I'm offended, I know that I made a conscious choice to be offended. And then I think like, how stupid is that? <laughs> I mean, just, and then I just, I just let it go. And things that don't matter, you know, like when people can't sleep, I, you know, my remedy for that is just like, ask, get up and ask yourself, is there anything I possibly can do? right now for what's bugging me before I go to sleep. And if there is, get up and do it. And if there isn't, then write keywords down and put them next to the bed because it isn't going to go anyplace till the next day and give yourself permission to pick up where you left off when you wake up. Because it doesn't, it's not going to, it's going to affect your sleep. Sleep is so important to, you know, a good mindset and how healthy you are and how well you're functioning. It's important. You have to, you have to revitalize and you have to restore. And that's when the, that's when you go to sleep. Before you go, you I always ask my guests if they had a favorite beverage they would like to share it with us. After all, it is Java chats. Do you have any favorites, Dr. Pat? I do. And um, I recently have realized that I probably am not hydrating enough. And when I really want to hydrate, because I want to increase, you know, mineral absorption and all that is I like room room temperature water and with a lo- enough lemon in the water to make it cloudy. So I can't see, see through the bottle. And then I take in, you know, I weigh 150 pounds, so I need 75 ounces of water a day. And so I make sure I get my, you know, liter and a half. Um, and I don't count like if I have, I like to have, you know, Sophia Loren has one poison a day and that's her cup of coffee. Um, that's how she has said it years ago. And um, so I like coffee, but I can't count coffee as a beverage. That, and I like coffee, but my favorite, you know, because I have to get clear the coffee from my body. I have to drink twice the amount of water on just a black cup of coffee in order to clear it from my system. So I drink the water. I started drinking, you know, my 75 ounces of water and making sure I get that as opposed to guessing and uh, putting the lemon juice in it. And I feel like I feel really good. I feel very all day long. I have sustained energy and I feel that, you know, that being that well hydrated is really important component of being healthy. And it's also very, very refreshing. I'm, I'm with you on water and lemon because that, too, is also one of my favorites. Well, thank you again for being with us today. And if any of you want to learn more about Dr. Boulogne's services, check out Health Team Network in her book, Why Are You Sick, Fat and Tired on Amazon? 
And as always, I refer all of you to discuss any type of alternative and medical treatment options that you may want to explore with your personal medical provider. The information provided here today is purely informational and not intended for diagnosis and or treatment. In closing, I wanted to share a quote from Dr.'s blog located on her website that reads as follows. Your diet is not only what you eat, it's what you watch, it's what you listen to, it's what you read, it's the people you hang around with. So be mindful of the things you put in your body, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. So how bad are you? Thank you for listening. Always truly appreciate it. And catch me on my Instagram and Facebook. Until next time. Thank you for choosing Java Chats with Dr. Sandy as your personal brew. Real women, real life, real chats.